0: Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers six baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tore Hunter Jr.
2: If you're listening to the old
3: Angels podcast, yeah.
1: What is up? It is your boy, Johnny Mag. Join as always with... Daniel Garcia. And we are back for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. And before we get into anything else, I want to take a little time to let you guys know, since we've started the show, I've gotten asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who we should bet with. I don't always know what's going on or who's going to win, but I do know where to go, and the answer is my bookie.
2: Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy fantasy, sports wagers. There's something for everyone with the best player perks and sports book business. They've been good to us and we know they will be good to you.
1: Uh, they're hooking up our listeners all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use promo code angels. When creating your account to claim your 50% off bonus, laying down a hundred dollars, you've now got an extra $50 in play.
2: That's my bookie. a g promo code
0: angels
1: you play you win and you get paid so my bookie check them out so let's get into it matt hey i'm back sorry i missed thanks for holding it down daniel i know that uh it can get kind of like uh it's it's weird because i did it like the first two it's years like, on this podcast it's, and it's I like juggling
2: it. like five plates uh, at once you got okay you gotta get the sound right okay you gotta get this right yeah. you gotta continue talking because then if there's you know like Ten seconds of dead air, then everyone's kind of looking at their phone or however they listen to this. And What's like, going on? Yeah, did I, did I pushed the wrong button, or what? What happened?
1: Yeah, it went I, you know, I did the first like two years of this show, and then that's why it wasn't consistent because I felt like I was just like there was nothing bouncing back off to bounce back off of, and it was just like uh, nothing but a uh, wall. You know, so you did a good <laughs> job, man. Good Thank job. Thank you. Try, it, down. try So to. let's get into it, man. Week in review, as we always do on the weekly podcast. We like to go over the Angels' week in, in baseball. And they did not play the day that we were recording Actually, they're playing right now as we speak Today is Wednesday Uh, What's the date today? 17th? 18th? Yeah, April 17th April seventeenth. So they're playing right now as we speak But uh, they had an off day when you recorded the show on Thursday So they did play the next game Friday at Chicago's Wrigley Field Windy
2: Chicago Wrigley Field If anyone that watched that game In the the afternoon, which was weird That all the games are in the afternoon But if you ever had a chance to watch it uh, it was The win was howling That day
1: Yeah it was uh, Actually morning Because it started like At 11 o'clock in the morning That day And I was at work So I didn't get a chance To actually watch it live I went back home And watched it And well Tyler Skaggs Didn't do too well He went four innings He gave up seven, seven hits Four earned runs Seven strikeouts The Angels are down early. Rizzo hit a two-run shot in the first, and then I think Contreras followed with another one in the first.
2: Yeah, and Contreras ended up having two that day. And I guess a big story coming into that series was – um, Trout, He yeah. didn't play at all. So this was the first game without Trout um, in the lineup at all. He actually never even traveled with the team. No, so that's why uh, a lot of people I freaked out a little bit, thinking that it was more serious than what it, it is. But, yeah, that was kind of odd to see him not even travel with the team and him stay back at Anaheim.
1: Yeah, and Cole Hamels pitched a great game for the Cubs. Another Lefty. We'll, we'll get, get to that. it. Yeah. We'll get to it. There's, I think there's an email about that. But Hamels pitched eight, four hits, one earned run. Six strikeouts. The only bright spot. Solo home run from Albert Pujols. Pujols, Luke
3: Roy, Ward. Albert hits one out to deep left field. This one is gone. Big fly for number five. Halos get on the board. It's 3-1 Cubs. Fourth career home run against Hamels for Albert Pujols. Down it got that pitch.
1: So, yeah, the... Bright spot, Homer, that yeah, was it. the bright spot that
2: that cleared the bleachers and and, yeah. and that so that was pretty cool. But
1: one run on four hits, the yeah, whole game.
2: That was the one run. <laughs> yeah,
1: Albert Pujols came through there, uh, stopped us from... But yeah, but I, to me, the story about this was another game where the Angels starters were not able to go past the fourth inning or past the fifth inning. Right, and I guess part of, of it, yeah, part
2: of it was too. Was we found out later that Skaggs looked like Skaggs, uh stepped in the landing spot, mm-hmm. feeling a bun, his rolled ankle. his ankle, so. Um obviously he wasn't lighting it up pitching wise, so not sure how much longer he would have lasted, but that ankle, you know, injury probably definitely shortened his outing. Even even if he would have just tried to go through five innings or something like that. I'm guessing the uh rolled ankle um uh, put a X on that real quick.
1: Yeah. So again the final score was the Cubs five and the Angels one. And ha ah, not too much offense there. And then yeah. we move on to Saturday's game again. It was another eleven o'clock start. Yep. Uh it was uh Chris Stratton pitching for the Angels. He went four and two thirds, five hits, two and runs, five Ks. The Angels went ahead early, three nothing after the second. They took more, they uh, tacked on more runs on a couple of walks, yeah. bases loaded walks.
2: Eight total walks the Angels worked that <clears throat> game. So definitely, um, I think something that I've been noticing too, especially with Albert, uh, they seem to be a lot more selective um, with their pitching. I think their walks are up this year compared to this time last year.
1: Yeah, they, uh the Cubs uh, started to chip away after trailing six to two. But then the Angels held on, Cody Allen came on in uh four out save. The Angels took the win, and the final out of that game was made by Carl Schwarber on a was it questionable check swing?
2: Yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah,
3: if you watch. Three two, two outs, the payoff pitch. Check swing yes, Looking went around. He did. Like that baby up, as Schwarber is upset as he tosses his helmet. The Angels pick up the 6-5 victory. Yeah, it looked like he went on that one anyhow, but what a pitch. Schwerber really, really upset being called out on that one. Joe Matt, getting his five cents worth as the umpires are walking off the field. 6-5 the final.
1: And like Victor said, 6-5 was the oh, final.
3: Yeah,
2: and Schwarber was not happy about it at all. For people that didn't see the game, he did. Uh, once that third base umpire rang him up, he made a beeline straight. Hold me straight. back, bro. Yeah, Hold it, me back, yeah bro. he made a beeline straight to him. So, um Definitely not the way the Cubs wanted to wanted it to end because they were on a little bit of a roll. But uh, either way, you'll take it as an Angel fan because that game got close late and it got scary late.
1: And that pretty much solidifies to everybody that Cody Allen is the closer of this team. Oh uh, yeah, you know yeah, he the came fact in. that
2: yeah, the fact that came in in the eighth, um, they try to get that 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 extra the extra couple uh, outs showed that um, in that kind of situation he's the guy they're going to be going to and um honestly not a bad guy to be going to
1: something we we haven't had in a while um and even even last year before key got hurt he was still first year raw. on the job yeah, i would say raw. and uh, i think they're the last person i think that we that we would go to in those situations probably like a houston street yeah you know? right yeah exactly uh, so followed saturday so we won six to five but then going into sunday the game got postponed snow. due to inclement weather snow more you likely any
2: of the videos that um the Angels put it up. I know the Angels itself put up uh Camp Adrosian put up a video of the field covered in snow. Or Tim Mead, happy birthday Tim Mead, um yeah. put up on his Instagram. They had to get a um uh, police escort to the um Airport because yeah. the traffic was so bad. So I saw
1: the video of the uh, plane sitting on the on the uh, runway there and uh, just covered in snow.
2: Yeah, it was kind of weird. To I mean, us in California, we're not used yeah. to that kind of stuff. At least not in Southern California. And uh, to see the game Saturday be super clear, maybe a couple of clouds in the sky, and then you wake up and so. boom, all over the ground. Yeah, that was pretty crazy.
1: So the game postponed until June the third, yeah. uh, in what, uh, Chicago.
2: Yeah, which is you looking at the schedule? That's going to be crappy for the Angels because they're in seattle they fly from seattle sunday to chicago to make up the game monday get right back on a plane and head to anaheim for the start of the homestand
1: oh, so, he will be at home at the tail end of that. yeah game.
2: so again that's a lot of miles in a short period of time so that's something to look out for as far as um i don't want to say it's not a winnable game but i mean that first game back in anaheim is going to be a, a little bit of a jet lag going from uh coast to coast not coast to coast but different time zones yeah
1: uh Follow that postponement, so an extra day off, which means the Angels didn't have to play without Mike Trout, which I guess you could say gave him an extra day off in a game that he didn't have to worry about playing.
2: Right, I don't think he was going to play either way. No, he wasn't. He wasn't going to
1: play, but uh, at least that was a game that the Angels didn't have to play without him.
2: At least it was a day that the bullpen got the rest.
1: Right, that too. But uh, headed to Texas on Monday, it was Trevor Cahill who took the bump, and again, another guy who was not able to get into the fifth inning. Cahill only pitched four innings, gave up five hits, four in runs, two walks, two strikeouts. The Angels jumped ahead early, man, uh, three, three to nothing in the first inning, Good uh, topped off by uh, Goodwin's two-run home run right. there in the first. Um, then the Angels were up 4-1, headed into the third, and then you're going to hear this, Joey Gallo strikes again.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what else is new? Um, you know, it's funny, though, too, because I think I heard something Gallo um, – he has like something on seven home runs throughout the season and five of them are against the angels. Um, he's the ultimate, uh, all or nothing kind of guy. So I guess sometimes, I guess it depends on situation. It depends the on dice. whether he's playing the angels or not. Yeah. you kind of roll the dice as far as, um, do you try to strike him out? Cause he does that a ton or do you, I, I with him, I think if you hit your spots, he's going to strike out. Yeah. If you leave one across, if you miss get a mistake, yeah, he's, he's definitely a guy that can crush it. Um, he's definitely an all or nothing kind of guy. So I think, that makes pitching to him kind of difficult because you're sometimes you need to bank on that strikeout mm-hmm. and then sometimes it happens and then sometimes if he's playing you the Angels then it, it doesn't. Yeah. So
1: this game is was frustrating because the Angels had a four one lead and they just couldn't really hold it. Uh, Cahill just I don't know well, four runs you don't you look at four runs and you're like oh, that's not too bad but the four, four innings, innings
2: is yeah I think the four innings part is probably what hurts the most yeah um, I mean the good news is this is a game where, like you, you said Trout was back in the lineup as DH so at least he was. Um, in the lineup and everyone's fears as far as him being out, you know, you see, right. you, you see angel Twitter and angel Instagram fans freaking out because, um, Oh, they say he's only gonna be day to day, which means he's going to be out for two weeks. Like, I mean, <laughs> come on. It, um, it, 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 yeah. Take it easy. Uh,
1: I guess a bright spot to this is that they scored seven runs and, right. yeah. you know,
2: it, it, and it was just one of those things that we talked about is it seems like Texas was just finding the holes. Yeah. Um, you know, Angels' defense wasn't great this game, which if they're going to be successful, their defense needs to be a main reason why. But, you know, sometimes some of those hits, um, you can, there's nothing you can do about no, it. No, I mean,
1: line drives in the hole, line drives just right over the shortstop's head, line drives right in front of the right field. There's I mean, broken bat. Do. I mean, there's, yeah, a broken bat, yeah,
2: there's a broken bat single that happened right in front of yeah, Calhoun. If he, if he hits that and does the bat doesn't break and he gets all of it, it's probably a line drive straight, right, right straight right to Calhoun and he doesn't have to move. It's just he broke a bat so I took a lot of – Uh, The velocity off of it and it dropped right in front of him. So, stuff like that, it's like hard to say, oh, the Angels played bad. It's like sometimes baseball is just weird that way.
1: Speaking of Calhoun, the Angels are down 12 to 5, and one other bright spot was, well, Calhoun uh, went yard.
3: Cole hits one out toward right field, hit well. Bizarre onto the track and at the wall, that is gone. Big fly for Cole Calhoun, his third hit of the night. 12-7 12-7 Texas Boy we talked about How much he likes Hitting his ballpark The 3-11 hitter Well three hits tonight
1: Three hits on that night That took the lead Texas lead down to 12-7 to And that would finally be The that final would, score of the 12-7
2: out, yeah. I mean they had the bases Loaded late In the ninth inning Again weren't able to Come through mm-hmm. Um you know, gave Angel fans that were still watching John, um, at least a little I, uh, bit, at least a little bit of hope. But again, um, giving up twelve runs to any team, it doesn't look, it is, it's not it, likely. Yeah.
1: And then, you know, people say, oh, they gave up twelve runs to Texas. I know Texas isn't the best team, but they when has, you look at that lineup, they, they can score some, runs. They have some
2: power, and then they can score runs. Yeah, and then too, this is like the first game. I'm comfortable saying that the bullpen kind of blew up. Yeah, but Medroja gave up three, right? gave up three earned runs. Jewel gave up three runs. Um, so, you know, those games are going to happen, regardless yeah. if it's against a good team or a bad, or, team, or a bad yeah. team. It's going to happen. But um, as far as the long stretch, the long uh, pick, the big picture of everything, the bullpen has actually been a really big, bright spot on the team. So, yeah. um, again, you, you kind of take these games with a grain of salt. Yeah, you would like to, to be a little more competitive, maybe a little more low-scoring low scoring game. But you'll take what you can get, and these games are just going to happen.
1: Yeah, move on to yesterday's game, which was Tuesday the 16th. This one was a tough one. 5 nothing loss. No offense. Berea pitched 5, gave up 6 hits, 4 in runs, 2 walks, 3 strikeouts. Another like, lefty starter in, in Mike Miner. He shut the Angels down. Complete game shutout. And then again, Gallo strikes again.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, you know... Too bad he's not in like in the AL Central where I you got to see him a couple times. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the biggest story coming out of this is the whole lefty thing, and yeah. like so, we'll, we'll we'll get to that a little bit deeper later. But um, only being able to get three hits, yeah, um, that no. really hurt. Jaime again pitched five innings, four earned runs, three Ks, um, not not the kind I'm sure first start of the season he would want, but again, yeah. um, that's a kid trying to find his way. 22 and maybe, years old. Yeah. So. Might still trying to be working some things out. And the, and another thing too, two people, I don't think realize is that last year, him as a rookie, there wasn't really a book on him. There yeah. wasn't really a scouting mm-hmm. report on him because he just never pitched in the majors. Right. Um, now that he had for the most part, a whole year last year, there's more of a scouting report on him, more of a book on him. So, um, People, uh, the, the players coming to bat, they might have a little more inside information as far as oh, what no he doubt. likes to throw no or, or what he can throw in a certain situation than he did last year. So yeah. um, now it's it, about making adjustments. adjustment. Exactly. For him. Yeah. It's going to be one of those things now where what does he do next in his next maybe couple outings if he gets the opportunity to start again? Um, what he makes adjustments yeah. here or there because, you know, baseball is a constant game about adjustments. Yeah. They'll make an adjustment this way. You have to do it the other way. So uh, I'm not too worried about that start by no, he's, he's young. Yeah. He's, he's young, 22 years old. He's so, got time to grow. Exactly. So definitely not the worst thing in the World um, offense again. Um, you'd like to see something more than his three hits over over the over the game,
1: right? I guess it wouldn't matter if he gave up four runs or one run because the Angels didn't yeah, score anything, so matter. it didn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that that wraps it up for the weekend review. The Angels are actually playing tonight. Like I said, Matt Harvey was on the bump the last time I checked. they were winning two nothing. Right. You might have a more better update. Uh, I
2: think as of right now, so they I'm are not... as tied two two. Oh, I'm not sure it. what inning it is, but yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah it, you know, not a great week by any means. Um, you know, so uh, hopefully they at least get a win here against Texas. You but, would hope so. So you can get out of there at ag- 500. Yeah, but at least a split against against Chicago for, you know, obviously that third game needs to be made up. Yeah. Isn't terrible. Um, I said last week, I think they're, I thought they were going to win two out of three. So losing the first one, I kind of, you know, you kind of yeah. figure. But yeah. Um, you know, not a terrible week, not a great week. You just hope um, they can salvage it a little bit. Yeah,
1: with, win today keeps us at five hundred. Right,
2: they can salvage it a little bit, and then we'll talk about more about the big picture later on. But yeah,
1: they got um, they got uh they're headed to Anaheim after tonight's game. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday versus Seattle, a tough team at the big A. Right. Then followed by four more against the Yankees, another tough team who right. got off to a slow start. Yeah, I mean we'll the about,
2: Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit as far as later, as far as the big picture and why I personally I'm not too worried about where they are where they stand as far as record and everything. Right. No.
1: Now. I think right now when people start looking at the standings and people start saying, Oh, we're this far back already. Ah, dude, it's April. I do I know like, the games count just the same now as they do later, but you know what? You got time to make it up right now. Yeah. You don't have time to make it up in September. If you're, if you're in the picture. Exactly. So, um, do you have any news that you wanted to get into before we move on? Um, to we this?
2: have a little bit of injury news that yeah. I guess we can talk about. It, it it's going to come up in an email later, but we'll kind of just touch on it when we, when it gets to that. But with news came out that he will not go on a rehab assignment. Yeah. So no he, 66ers. Exactly. Damn. That was the one thing I was hoping for Ugh. Maybe 66ers, maybe for a game, but yeah. So the news came out, I think it was yesterday, uh, Tuesday that he will not be going on any rehab assignment. He'll, um, he'll get simulated at bats against quote unquote professional pitchers. So I'm guessing, um, maybe guys in the Angels organization that they have a bullpen day, he'll stand in Right, he'll stand in and, and try to get some rips that way. Or they'll just, um, yeah, he'll,
1: he'll, they'll probably do like a, like a mini scrimmage where right, exactly. a guy in between a start is throwing yeah, ball. Yeah. You know,
2: he's at bat. Maybe he sits for, yeah. you know, 10, 15 minutes and then has to get back up again because as a DH, you're not constantly warm. I mean, you're up and then you sit back down. There's no going on the field. So, and my idea, he has to get used to um, getting up, getting warm, sitting down, cooling down, getting up, stretching out, getting warm, and getting back into the uh, uh, batter's box. So, um, you know, all signs point to early May. I mean, they have not set a date as far as this is the date, but everywhere you look and kind of read the tea leaves, it looks like early May is is the ideal um, return date for Otani, which would be a big, um, big upgrade to an offense that kind of needs it right now.
1: Yeah. Um, We'll get into what he means to the Angels lineup uh, later as we get into podcasts.
2: Yeah, and so, too, and then also we kind of touched about it earlier. Tyler Skaggs rolled his ankle. Yeah, um, Didn't seem anything really major. He seems to be confident. to miss one start. Missed one start. And and with the date pushed back on the 14th, it obviously pushed everyone else back, so he would only miss one day. But um, the next day he was out there throwing. Today he took – or was it today or yesterday? He took um, long throwing. And everything checked out fine, so again, it seems like one of those things where, um, you know, maybe if the bullpen wasn't so taxed and they needed that extra slot for a bullpen arm, maybe he doesn't go in the DL. Maybe they skip a start, but he stays on the DL. But I think because of the bullpen and the innings they've pitched so far, they probably put him on the DL the minimal days that he can be and then bring up a bull extra bullpen arm so they can kind of stay up, you know, uh, stay ready in the bullpen, I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, they- there, when Angels make a move, guys, and it's nothing major, major. There's a reason for it. I know there are a lot of people they were really up. You know, when when I heard of that Justin Anderson had got sent down, at first it shocked me, but then, but then I I, I saw the bigger picture and went, oh, this makes sense now. They, you know, saving arms, kind of. You know, he's able to be sent down, and then yes, just, just a lot of moving parts. It's not a big deal right now. I think I think when you start to, you start to worry, you should start worrying when. You know, a guy misses a start, and then they say, you know what? He's going to miss one more start, and then it starts getting iffy at that point. But, you know, with with Tyler Skaggs, I think, you know, it's about – I think he's – I don't think it's anything the Angels are worried about. I don't think he's too worried about it. Things like that happen where you're running, you're tweaking ankle, you might tweak a knee. It's better to just kind of rest it, days off here and there. Take your time. Yeah, the long haul –
2: in the long haul, you don't necessarily need, you know – every single you would like to see every single start made but if you miss a day here and it helps you down the line that's obviously the, the main goal so if you know missing one start uh, helps him get 100% healthy because he is a big part of what the Angels need to perform use to the form to, to make a run right. uh, for a wild card spot you know um, I think him and hopefully haney when he comes back i think honestly the team's only gonna go as far as they take them right and that might scare some Angels fans and i and i and i understand why it would but at the end of the day it's gonna come down to kind of what they what they do and then you know maybe it's not necessarily shows up in wins but it's gonna show up in innings and starts and all that stuff
1: absolutely all right so we're gonna take a quick commercial break from our sponsor but before we do that i'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. geek let them take the confusion out of Your ticket buying experience, instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you.
2: Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or even show, and rates them on a scale of 1 to 10. Let you know if you're getting the best deal for your buck. A green dot makes great deals, yellow dot means good deals, and a red dot, eh, not so good deals.
1: So use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's $20 off your first purchase Two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? Use promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase.
2: SeatGeek, life's an event, we have the tickets.
1: Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did, and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groomgoon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it; go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com, and at checkout use discount code Catfish the all one word, Catfish the and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it.
3: We're the punks! We're the punks! We're the, we're the, we're the punks! We're the punks! We're the, punks! We're the, we're the,
1: we're the punks! This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 punks. p.m. Kyle Bradish of the Inland Empire 66ers. Kyle, how do you feel coming into 2019? Obviously, there was a few setbacks last year, but how are you feeling uh, physically?
4: I feel great, uh, ready to go, very excited to be here and uh, start my first uh, professional
1: season. Yeah, going over your stats from New Mexico State, man, just a great collegiate career. What do you take from what you learned in New Mexico State and bring it on here to the field at uh, Inland Empire? Uh, Just compete. I learned a lot there from my pitching coaches and
4: head coach. Ballpark was very offensive, so I kind of uh, had to work with that.
1: Um, but yeah, just coming out compete is the biggest thing. So, uh, spring training, how was that for you? What did you, How did you uh, work yourself back in physically? How did you get back in shape? What things did you do to kind of make yourself, you know, ready for 2019?
4: Yeah, spring training was a blast. My first one, uh, was definitely working on uh, uh, commanding my changeup and getting feel for that. And then, what hadn't been on the mound for almost eight months
1: right. so getting the feel with that my mechanics and everything who did you work with especially uh, in spring training as far as pitching coaches wise or whatever that kind of helped you out this year
4: yeah uh, words the pitching coach here he helped me a lot with my changeup, and uh wise
1: the pitching coordinator he was also there with words helping me out with everything so having them there w- in, in arizona now coming back over here that's probably got a make you feel a lot comfortable right
4: yeah no it definitely does uh me and warts have worked a lot together so we got a good feel for each other and how he likes things done and
1: uh he's a big help so last year obviously you were selected in the first in the the first player draft how was the the whole draft process for you like did you feel a little uneasy how confident did you feel or or how, how was it for you uh, it was it was
4: a good experience. Um, my coaches did a good job with kind of toning everything down. I worked with uh, through them and my agent. They did a good job of kind of taking all the scouts and all that to them, so I could just go out, have fun, and
1: uh, compete for my last season. So you and obviously you're in the Angels organization kind of organization that's farm system it's obviously on the rise there's a lot of great players here how do you feel to be a part of the angels organization and the farm system
4: yeah no i'm just blessed to be here uh the angels is definitely definitely on the rise a lot of good uh young talent in the minors
1: and on the sixers so very excited so last question before i let you go heading into to- i've met, i've asked every guy this question heading into 2019 is there one certain thing that you're working on to become a better player Or is it, I'm sitting back, I'm going to work hard and grind? Yeah, sit back, work hard, grind.
4: That's always been my thing. Um, Definitely uh, keep working
1: on my changeup. But other than that, just compete uh, uh, for this team and have fun. All right, we're here with Jordan Zimmerman of the Inland Empire 66ers. Jordan, 2019 is right. I mean, it's here pretty much. Um, How do you feel coming into 2019 so far?
5: Uh, I feel pretty good. Uh, Body feels good. I feel fresh, uh, ready to play. Made some adjustments uh, with my game, so hopefully it starts to pay off this year.
1: Yeah, we saw you in spring training, man. We saw you actually on TV. How cool was it to play at the big stadium in Tempe Diablo?
5: Yeah, it was good. I got to have uh, quite a few at-bats up there, so uh, being around those guys up there, you get to learn a lot, uh, whether it's just talking to them or just watching their actions and how they present themselves and what they do every day, so yeah, it's definitely a fun learning experience
1: getting to go up there and, and learn from pretty much the best players in the league, so uh, yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, you're talking about the best players in the league. Obviously, you got to be in there with Mike Trout. Um, not just Mike Trout, but you got Albert Pujols, you know, Cole Calhoun, and everybody pretty much, but what do, you, what do you take most from them you know, being in there in the dugout with them? Do you talk to them? Do you pick their brain, or do you just sit back and watch?
5: Uh, pretty much just sit back and watch. When I talk to them, it's not really much about baseball. Um, yeah, I just like to see how they carry themselves, uh, especially when they fail at the plate, uh, if they strike out or something like that, to see how they carry themselves after that. Um, that's pretty much all I pay attention to with them Uh, and then maybe watching the infielders like Simmons uh, watching a gold glover out there you get to just see what he does and how he moves and what he looks for so it's it's
1: really fun being able to watch everything they do physically on the field you know not just the players but the coaching staff as well I mean obviously everybody's there at spring training what do you take from the coaching staff uh, over the while you're over there
5: uh, yeah, they talk to you a lot. Uh, they, they're more with us for me, uh, just giving little details that, uh, you know, sometimes get looked past uh, when I'm at third base. Like they try to give me some advice and maybe some positioning cues and what to look for with runners, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, they're always trying to teach us up, um, at least us younger
1: guys. So uh, it's good to learn from them. Um, I think last year we talked to you, you know, obviously you played third base. I think last year you were playing a little bit of first base, right? Does that is that something you're still working on, or, or is it, you know, or, I mean, obviously you want to be the most complete player you can be, but do you work in more, you know, first base, third base? How did that work out this spring training for you?
5: Uh, mainly third base. Uh, I'll go over to first base uh, once in a while, uh, maybe to give a first baseman day off or a DH day or something like that but you know I can I feel like I play uh, pretty much any position on the field except for uh behind the plate uh I want to avoid there so I mean it, as long as I can uh, be in the lineup and don't matter uh what glove I have in my hand I don't really care as long as I'm in the lineup so
1: yeah third base first base second base outfield whatever whatever uh, I can do all right so my final question for you is 2019 obviously brand new season Is there something in particular about your game that you want to work on, or is it just I'm going to go out here and grind it out?
5: Uh, Well, this offseason I pretty much worked on a lot of stuff, changed a lot of stuff with my game uh, at the plate and on defense. So at this point it's just trusting that what I did in the offseason is going to work and not pressing the emergency button if it starts to go bad. So I just got to trust what I did this offseason is going to pay off in the long run this season.
1: So hopefully it does, and I look forward to doing it. So we're here with Ryan Barber, the manager of the Inland Empire 66ers. Your second season. What do you look forward to? What What do you look forward to most at the start of a new baseball season?
0: Uh, you know, we're just looking to get started. You know, I think everybody's kind of got the edge to get out here and get the season going. You know, a lot of us been at spring training for, for some time now, and and kind of get out here and 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 face some different teams and get into our little nice, beautiful stadium here, and then get after it. So coming into 2019,
1: you know, you had one year experience here already. What about San Bernardino do you like the most as far as, you know, the atmosphere and all that stuff?
0: Oh, I mean, you get to come here to this beautiful field with an with a unbelievable grounds crew with Dom and his staff and, and dealing with uh, Joe and his staff in the front office and, and they, on both aspects. They take care of us very well. And, uh, I mean, you just look out here right now and look at this beautiful field. Uh, the fan base especially, uh, you know, we, we get this place packed and, and get a little rowdy, and, and it's, it's fun for these, for these players to experience that. Right. So now... Fresh new crop of
1: guys. I know there's some guys on the roster here that were here last year, too. But how do you deal with, you know, the fluctuating rosters? You know, I know it's not your decision all the time. You know, they get called up or they get moved around. You know, how do you adapt to... You know, new guys on the roster every so often.
0: Well, I mean, you got to you have to get to know your players, you know, and and I think our staff and, and our organization does a really good job of that uh, during spring training. Get familiar with these guys, uh, get to know what makes them tick, and and as you said, you know, the fluctuation of, of guys coming up and, and getting promoted or getting new players, what have you. It's just communication. You have to communicate with these guys and and get them to a to a uh, an environment to where they just go out and play. So you know how do you you know it's
1: we see you guys out here competing all the time you guys you guys obviously you guys want to win but on the other hand it's also to develop these guys how do you get these guys to say, hey, you're going to develop, but we're also going to win games?
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, it's a process. It's, it's letting these guys know, um, you know, they have their own expectations and, and letting them go out there and do their thing, win or lose. You know, you're learning from it. Um, it's player development. That, that's, that's how things go. And, and um, you know, they have plans and they go out there and they try to execute them. And, and whether it's, you know, whether it's a base hit or not, as long as they trust their process and understand that, hey, you know, at the end of the day, let things take care of themselves absolutely so now i know last year you were able to coach
1: some crazy ridiculous talent you know jamai jones joe adele um uh, brandon marsh connor justice guys like that new crop coming in you know uh any exciting guys that you you can look at and say wow
0: when this guy gets here I, i look forward to you know seeing what this guy can do uh you know i'm not gonna sit there and put that on any player you know again they have their own expectations let them come out and play um i'm always excited about all of them you know it's you start this season on thursday and and kind of let roll them out there and let them do their thing and, and kind of take care of itself and you know again every every single one of them is special to us and and we're looking to looking forward to the season any uh you keep in contact with these guys that have moved
1: up. You look at the papers or you go online and say, hey, what did, what did this guy do or what did that guy do? Is, how cool is it to see the progression?
0: No, absolutely. I mean, you, know, you build relationships with these players. You know, you're around them, obviously, more than, than you are your family, and they are your family, right. and, and that's what we preach. And, and it's, it's fun to, you know, you get in at night and you go check the box score and see how some of these guys are doing. And, you know, it's up and down the organization. And, uh, you know, because we're all, we're all a big family. We're all in the same place during spring training so you get to get familiar with a lot of these guys and and you know obviously we hope that they're all doing well right let talk about spring training you talk about how you guys
1: are all out there uh how cool is it to see everybody out there together working together uh the progression i mean obviously you know with spring training you get to see guys that you've managed in this dugout on this field playing in a major league game and spring training how cool is it to see that
0: no, yeah, abs- absolutely. You know, it's it's the one time of year where everybody's in the same place. So you know, the, the players are learning, the coaches are learning. Um, we're getting familiar with with some new things, and and uh, you know, it's just it's exciting, and, and it's obviously very exciting to get out of there and get into our own little area and, and kind of let these guys do their thing. So my last final question for you, you know,
1: um, last thing about spring training as well. Um, the organization, we've seen the progression or how good it's gotten from you know a few years back, where the farm system was wasn't at the top level. Now it's kind of increased. Um, it's at you know one of the top in Major League Baseball. Um, is there any? I don't want to say pressure on you, but is what what do you do to, or what do, what's your uh, focus for 2019, saying, "Hey, we got to keep you know this farm system on the right track."
0: oh well, you know, we, we we have a plan, and, and we just we just stick to that plan, and, and let the players, their talent, and, and, and their expectations, and, and our preparation for them, kind of just let them go out there and do their thing. And, and again, you know, you use the word adapt, and you just adapt throughout a season, and and see where there needs to be some adjustments and what have you. And the biggest thing, you let them go out there and play. Let them go out there and play. This game's supposed to be fun, and and, and let them do their thing this is chris rodriguez with the los angeles angels and you're listening to the all angels podcast
1: and we are back we'd like to thank uh, our sponsors and obviously the in empire 66ers for allowing us you know access to media day and being out there on the field we do promise to get more interviews from, for you guys whether it be top prospects or or guys who are down there you know trying to move up to the next level every guy out there is, is working hard to to get to that next level and looking to improve so and, obviously, whenever there's, like, a rehab start or anything, we have access to all that stuff. Yeah, so hopefully, uh, we, So, hopefully, we won't have to.
2: Yeah, but if they do... We'll be there. Is, you know, it's kind of the name of the game. Uh, it happens. Right.
1: You know? Like, the Angels just posted a, a a Instagram post about Mike Trout, and it says, Some superheroes wear capes. Mike Trout wears an element... Well, Daniel and I hold up a digital recorder. So Yes, there you go. But no, that was uh, Kyle Bradish, uh the first guy to, that you listened to. Kyle Bradish was a, a the Angels uh, draft run, yeah. Third, uh last year and uh unfortunately he was injured so didn't pay, he had no minor league stats last year, but he had a great career in New Mexico State and then we followed that interview with uh Ryan Zimmerman, a guy we interviewed last actually, year. We mm-hmm. we we seen him the, at spring training and stuff yeah. like
2: that, like you mentioned inside the interview, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then we obviously we, sp- we spoke to uh, Ryan Barba, the manager of the 66ers. His second season as the 66ers manager, great guy. Found out that day that I'm like four older. years old, older than yeah. him, so kind of weird.
2: He's not older He's older than me, so I guess I, I feel a little bit
1: better. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're like, all right. Yeah, it's, not too, soon it's, enough, not, it's not too bad. Soon enough it's going to catch up to you, and then you're going to be realizing that the guys you're watching and yeah, geeking yeah, out yeah, over yeah, are... Yeah. Uh-huh. Way younger than I us. already do
2: I already do that when I'm like, Oh, I'm talking to so and so. I'm yeah. like, Oh yeah, he's he's like twenty
1: two. Yeah, exactly. Twenty one. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Sons of bitches. So anyway, uh let's get into it. As we do every week, we have a poll question, Dan.
2: Yeah, so for new new listeners that might be new to the podcast, we are on Twitter and on Instagram at Halo underscore Haven. Um so every week, Monday mostly I'll put a poll question on our Twitter. So make sure you look out for that. And usually it's in the morning afternoon time, but it definitely will be on Monday. So this week's poll question in honor of Jackie Robinson's day and the number 42 being retired all over major league baseball. Um, what, what's the next number you would like to see the angels retire? You know, obviously angel players, uh, your options were Tim Salmon, Jared Weaver, Vladimir Guerrero, and Garrett Anderson. Um, Tim Salmon, obviously won 47 percent second place was vladimir guerrero 31 anderson had 12 and weaver had 10 so um i think i know where you're going with it but tell the people who, who you voted for
1: if anybody knows me at all at all they should know that uh tim stanman was my favorite baseball player ever uh, yeah. um that's a guy that i watched his very first at bat and watched his very last at bat so Uh, He's the reason I wore number 15 my whole life. And that's where I still use, you know, Halos fan 1524 is my tag on Instagram if you guys want to follow me. But 15 is because of Tim Salmon. So, obviously, Tim Salmon would be my choice. My second choice, and I'm going to catch some heat for this, is not Vladimir Guerrero. It's Garrett Anderson. I think Garrett Anderson's number should be retired as well because you look at the Angels' all-time stats as far as games played, offensive category, everything that you can do at the plate. Uh, as an angel, it's Tim Salmon or Garrett Anderson at the top of the heap, and they're one-two. So, and and the longevity of each guy—obviously, Tim Salmon, his whole career as an angel—and then Garrett Anderson spent, you know, all but maybe three seasons as an angel. So, okay. um, yeah, man, number fifteen is what I went with.
2: Yeah, obviously. I went with Vladimir because this in my head, the the, the thought behind it was, okay, how are you not? going to retire the only guy wearing your cap in the hall of yeah three. yeah yeah so to me it's like
1: i think just because it just happened right yeah, yeah so but it will happen it will sure.
2: happen though i mean well, someone, how could it yeah someone mentioned on twitter like oh well they can't do it now because of Trout. Of course and they like, can yeah they can do a double retirement um yeah. the yankees retired eight twice yeah so um it's not like it 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 can't happen Um, Will they retire it at the same time? I don't know, just because there's going to be such a big gap between when Trout ultimately retires and and Vladdy. Yeah, no, they... So, um, I would hope for a um like kind of a retirement ceremony yeah. maybe next season or whatever but he should
1: Vlad deserves his own yeah, yeah. ceremony I
2: mean, like like I said he's the only yeah. guy in the Hall of Fame wearing your cap yeah. you you have to yeah. retire that number no doubt and then you kind of just grandfather trout it and then once he retires then yeah. boom you would have two retirements 27 yeah. will never be worn again yep. ever and I think Angel fans will take that so yeah it's funny
1: too when 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 Vlad got into the Hall of Fame and he said he's going as an angel. And then that question arose last year about, oh, well, they can because yeah. Trout's wearing it. Um, You can, he can he can retire it right now if you wanted to and he could still wear it. I mean, number 42 got retired and you still had guys who wore number 42.
2: That weren't even Mariano right. Rivera's stature. Right. Wearing it. They yeah. kept
1: it until they retired. So the last person who wore 42 was Mario Rivera and he wore it for like, what, 10 years right. or whatever, 15 After years? Fact, or whatever. They yeah. yeah.
2: So I, I think that needs to happen just because like I said if he's going to be your only one and and it will probably you'll be your only one until Trout right. goes in um yeah I mean it'd be cool and then he could say something along right. like you know I want Trout to wear it and represent the number mm-hmm. well and that's going to be a great like kind of PR thing right. 27 you know having pictures and all that stuff mm-hmm. and ultimately going to be in the Hall of Fame 227s that's
1: awesome here's a question I got for you dude we mm-hmm. were speaking about uh retire- numbers being retired is it odd to you that the Angels have kind of told people you can't wear number 15 yet haven't retired it yet
2: yeah, yeah that's a weird that's thing. weird like, right angels need to either do it or not yeah what's what's the saying you either shit or get off the pot right because so either retire weird. it because i don't think anyone would be upset if oh we're gonna retire tim sammons right no, everyone, everyone that i know and i'm sure everyone that you know would be perfectly fine with it and be like finally but the fact that it, it's weird that you said it like no one's worn no it. no one's they worn don't it issue it out i don't no. know if it's uh they won't issue it out well, or if players are just kind of respecting the fact no. that Sam and Ward and not asking for it because what? until this point until uh, Stratton, no one's ever worn Aidenhart's number
1: right and so um, now I now now
2: it's yeah but now it's it's <laughs> coming out obviously Aidenhart wasn't going to retire his number but you just right. kind of figured maybe no one asked what? about it and maybe yeah, and maybe it that was, maybe that's the yeah. thing now with Sam no one's asked about it maybe well, if if someone comes up I have up, some news on that one yeah someone comes up and asks, are they going to give it to him, or are they not going to give it to him? That's well, what I would
1: wonder. Two guys uh, kind of asked for it, and they they were uh, declined. Um, the first time happened. The first time it happened was when the Angels traded for Dan Herron. He came to the Angels, and they told him that fifteen was not a number that he could use. They didn't say why, but he couldn't wear fifteen. So the first one was Dan Herron. The second one was Houston Street he came in and said, you know, I would like to wear 15. They said that they weren't that it wasn't available. So I don't know if, if
2: for those guys, I mean I don't okay. understand. So maybe, those were 15. Yeah, maybe f- I don't know 15. maybe stature has something to do with it. Maybe if maybe if one of these young kids come up through the system and it's going to be a big part of the angel's future and he asked for 15, do they do it then? Like I mean
1: Yeah. It's just weird. It's just yeah, weird. Yeah, it's just weird.
2: Any- I would love to just them just do it. I think it would be an awesome ceremony, It'd be an awesome bobblehead opportunity. Odyssey, yeah, yeah, bobblehead um, Get some more and so I, I just I just don't understand why they haven't yet and, and it doesn't make sense to me why they haven't like if if it's in circulation, put it out there if it's not, put it up on the board put it up on on the wall uh you know so. well,
1: and it's des- and it's deserving to be up well, on yeah, the wall exactly
2: because it doesn't like I said no one's gonna be like really that guy no one's ever no one's gonna be like that
1: so. and the fact that they haven't done they haven't retired a number in forever i i think the last one was i gotta think about it right now Shoot, in the late 90s maybe mid 90s. It might have been Gene Autry's 26. number, and it wasn't even a real number. It was 26. Or, or Jimmy Reese, and that was like in the mid-90s.
2: I have a question. So the whole story behind Autry getting 26 was because he was a quote-unquote 26. Yeah, the
1: 26th man on the, on the roster. So
2: if all these talks happen, and maybe not next season, but next season, There's they're going to expand the 26. roster to twenty six. What you gonna bump it up to 27? Oh, wait, three twenty seven? Oh seven, three number twenty sevens, baby. So next thing you know, they're gonna have to redo that one. But yeah, so
1: three number twenty sevens on the board. Yeah, Let's do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, the other guys that I mentioned, you know, Weaver was a mm. great player, but I don't think he gets that. kind No, of, I mean, he could be in the Angel Hall of Fame. Oh, for, that's sure. Gonna come for sure, for sure.
1: Not number retirement. Not that's number a whole retirement. different different um, thing.
2: You know, we said Vlad, yeah, Salmon, yeah, GA. I, I think GA is on a borderline for that. He, I, he, he is, he, but I mean, but
1: that. if you're going to retire Salmon, right, you need gonna, to retire may, Garen. I mean, maybe
2: maybe that's what they feel like it's going to open a big old you know Pandora's. Well why
1: not and, just do both? Because yeah. obviously both of those numbers aren't being. Well, used. yeah, because
2: because I, I looked it up, and, and technically, quote unquote, the 2002 teams like retire like some kind of retirement. Yeah, they're they're,
1: they're in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. So yeah,
2: I mean, does that all encompass all nah, those guys? So nah. I mean, yeah, like you said, I would love it for them to just do it. And, and, and have a whole ceremony. and I mean, he's there on the stadium all the time. So, obviously, it's not one of those things where you hear from time to time, oh, the relationship between the play- ex-player and the, and the team is right. fractured. Like, no, he, he's at the games. He's working for Fox Sports. Oh, no, yeah, he's, so, he's there. So, obviously, the relationship's great. So, yeah. you know, just would w- 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 love to see it get done.
1: I find it odd that, that it hasn't been retired yet. Yeah. You know, when you look at you look at the numbers that have been retired and you look at their numbers compared to Tim salmon's number as an angel, then you're like, yeah, this needs to be retired, but it is what it is. You, you we, we can beat this with like a drum all day oh, long, yeah, and this be a we won't get answers. To
2: you know, another. I mean, you probably go from team to team and look up why haven't they retired this guy yet and stuff like.
1: But this. we're angel fans, and you know, we do what we do, and we know we know that's that's how we roll. Yeah, especially yeah. a certain guy who has a podcast. <laughs> anyway, we're not going to mention any names. <laughs> all right, so we're going to move forward from the poll question. We're going to go straight into emails out real quick before we do get into the emails. Uh, curators Chronicles will be on hold For at least two weeks for sure
2: He's in Spain He
1: big time and flew to Spain. Spain So the curators in Spain Probably curating so If anyone's curating.
2: listening in Spain Look
1: out for him Yeah Look out for that mustache He's probably curating some You know Ancient something out there in Spain I don't know ancient, who knows Ancient baseball know, bat baseball, Yeah like that some, was found. The first Spanish bat to be used Whatever Exactly Anyway let's get into our email questions Our first email comes from our loyal listener From Dead Horse Alaska and it is Duncan Healy. He says, hey there, guys. Uh, are we really going to get swept by the Texas Rangers? As far as we know, we're losing 4-2 right now. <laughs> Joey Gallo. Why do the Angels pitch to him? He's a Texas version of Chris Davis. He loves the in new intro music. And that's all Daniel right there. So good job on Yeah, that
2: was kind of a, I guess, off-season project. I got bored. I'm not going to lie. Hey, no, season, no, and any, I was like, hey, let's just try to change things up a little once bit. Once so, a month sucks. Yeah, and it's a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh,
1: downtime. Yeah, what do I do? What I do with my hands? No, yeah. uh, Joey Gallo. I mean, we were talked about it a little bit. We touched about it on on when we we're doing the week in review. But this guy, just not even this year. I mean, even you go back to last. I don't know if you remember that home run he hit. It was a year ago or two years ago. It was or he last hit it year, like, halfway it was, up that batter's eye. Or yeah, it was more
2: than almost. It was almost clear to, to those. Yeah, zone. it was yeah. probably
1: up where those flowers are. Yeah, those red exactly. flowers are. Yeah. That's a shot. I don't know what you do with that guy. You just need to be careful. You need to work on your location. You can't make a mistake, like Daniel said earlier in the show. Just work to your spot, I guess. Yeah,
2: I mean, he's a guy that will strike out a ton, so you have it in your mind where if you hit your spots, and I'm sure pitchers are confident enough in their abilities that they feel like, oh, I can hit my spot. That's easy, and he'll strike out. But then again, you miss by a little bit, and that's what happened last night. He he hits
1: it a long way. You you let that ball in his swing pass? Forget it, dude. That's going to fly out of here. Our next email comes from another loyal listener. We got some loyal listeners here, and I love it. Uh, Lamar Washington, he says, Yo, I have to say it. Borges is trash. Sorry, ladies. Yeah. Gorgeous, Borges. I
2: know one in my household that's yeah.
1: disappointed. Dude lost that 4th outfielder spot, right? Goodwin has been delivering way more than Peter. I'm sure he gets released, right? Do you think he gets released or he gets sent down?
2: I think he gets sent down. And I, I think Goodwin definitely has earned it. Oh, dude, yeah. But my question is, okay, you get upped and back. Goodwin goes to the bench. Fine. Yeah. Um, if you go defensive replacement late in the game, is Goodwin a good enough? defensive No, replacement? that's a problem.
1: That's so. I
2: mean, obviously, you're not looking for offensive production out of your fourth outfielder. A lot of times, you're right. looking for a guy that's going to be that defensive right. replacement. So, again, I don't think Borges is going to stay with the team. But I'm just kind of making an argument for the other side. For the yeah,
1: um, I for... think I don't think Borges plays enough great defense to offset Goodwin's mm-hmm. bat. Because yeah. you, you you tell me right now who I want in that lineup. I'm gonna tell you Goodwin all day. Plus he's a left handed bat, and like right. you said, but you, like you said, you're not looking for production. Right. Right now, at, at the when you
2: need a starter. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy yeah. hands down. But I'm just thinking, well, if you need to do a defensive replacement for Upton right. and and, and Borden's in Triple A, do you now go Fletcher and left, and then if he's playing third, you kind of mix it up that way. You could. You know, Fletcher but, again, does, but then again, Fletcher's. This is his first season yeah. playing left field, so there's bound to be some kind of mistakes there. It's just, it just obviously going to happen with with the learning curve. But, but
1: yeah, but I think with Upton's injury, I think you want to keep Goodwin because you never know he might have to miss a game yeah. or two right yeah. off the bat because yeah. it's just sore well, yeah, or something. Like,
2: like I said, like I, I agree. I think yeah. I think Goodwin has earned that spot. I just kind yeah, of playing the other side of it. Here, yeah, dude. exactly.
1: Edward Viscaino writes and he says, "Wow, the more I see our lineup, the more I miss Otani and Upton." Crazy how two guys drastically changed that lineup. Any word on when they return? Dude, I've been saying this. I mean, it's, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure it out. I mean, right. you add Upton and Otani to anybody's lineup, and it makes it instantly better. Drastically better, like yeah. Edward said here. But I uh,
2: haven't heard. Da- Daniel
1: talked about Otani's return, but Upton. Yeah, I haven't heard anything from Upton. Neither have so I.
2: Obviously he's still probably a couple.
1: They said six to eight weeks yeah, when he got so injured. He's
2: still a couple weeks out from even getting reevaluated. And, and then from there, then, okay, then let's put him in some kind of a program. So he's still a while away from that. But like I said earlier, Otani, everyone is looking at early May. Like he even came out and said, he he'll be ready late April, but they kind of, the angels kind of put a nix on it. Like, no, we're not going to, you know, we're definitely not going to look for that, but,
1: um, no, and, we need to rush him in. I mean, obviously right. we'd like to have his bat in the lineup, but I, we want him healthy.
2: Right. So, Obviously we would love to see him in the lineup. The Angels could need it, would need it in the lineup, obviously, but uh, no need to rush a guy that long term is gonna be a big part, not only with his bat, but um, hopefully with his arm and everything. Like that. So you definitely don't need to rush him into that. Um you know we are also right now, if you guys are listening to the podcast, we are also on Instagram live again, halo underscore haven, and then we're getting um, a lot of questions like Lestella why Lestella um, I think that's just offensively driven as far as trying to get right uh, an offensive bat. Defensively, you can tell he's a liability. He's one of those guys where um, he gets taken out for Fletcher all the time when Fletcher's on the bench or even um, Cozart. Because right. um, defensively, he, he struggles at times. But, um, and I, but
1: I think like, you people say, why La Stella? You got to look at, well, what's the other option? The other option is Fletcher, and he's not that much better. I know people love Fletcher. He's a great utility guy, great guy to plug in there, but he's not that much better, so, uh, you know, yeah, I'm then, not... And
2: then some questions, too, we're getting at is is the season being lost now, but I, my question is to people out there, who is necessarily running away with the wild card? I mean, yeah, the pennant. Okay, great. If your idea of the Angels into, coming into the season was they're going to win the division, then... You were totally off base to begin with. Everyone, us included, uh, mine was, hey, they're going to compete for that second wild card spot. They're going to compete for the second. I even the first wild card was like, eh, probably the second one. There's no one out there running with the second wild card spot. I mean, look at Boston. Boston has six wins. That was going to be a playoff team by everyone's account. Defending world champions, right? The Yankees, another playoff team, has eight wins. So obviously they're almost literally just the same as the Angels with, with the win total. Now the loss column's a little different, but. They're not running away with it. Okay, what is it? A game and a half, two game difference. It's not a big difference. I'm I
1: mean, not even looking at the standings. Right, no. <laughs> but I'm just saying
2: it would be totally different if the Angels were struggling and there was like four teams ahead of them. Well, all yeah, with like twelve wins. Well, then yeah, well, but, if the
1: Angels were like four and eleven or four and twelve or you know like
2: and, and Seattle. And if you want to say Seattle, no, they're not going to great. Stay. But you got to hope that their offense stays hot. They're year because they're pitching and their defense is horrible. Take two seconds. Look up their they're pitching uh, defense stats. And and look that hey um, their defense is the worst in the majors so that's more that's going to be more showing throughout the season than the hot offense at the beginning of the year right. that will fade every team oh yeah no doubt down period and they don't have anything else to um, win a couple games right you know when they're not scoring twelve runs a game they're not going to have the pitching or the defense to hold a team under five I mean it just doesn't it doesn't happen
1: um so in a nutshell sky is falling Jason relax
2: yeah. He says we're dodging
1: them. Yeah, I so, Again, Boston will
2: be there, but Boston with who? Their best pitcher can't get out of the third inning without giving up, you know, five runs. But I
1: mean, are you honestly, if you were a Red Sox fan, are you concerned about the Red Sox right now? Or oh, you- I,
2: I think Red Sox fans should be way more concerned about them because they have two teams they have to get over. They have to get over the, the the Tampa Bay, which I think will be legit, and the Yankees, which are really banged up. Injury wise, and the Angels, what you're gonna to have to compete with maybe one other team. Yeah. I mean, Boston might come up, but they're further down than you are. Um, Toronto and Baltimore are obviously not teams that are good, are, are competing. So it, it's it's just one of those things where the Angels are kind of lucky in the fact that no one's really run away with anything. So yes, um, I, I'm not even looking yeah. at the
1: standings right now. So to me, it's getting everybody healthy. Getting Upton and Otani back in that lineup, and then we can go from there.
2: Right, because this team's going to be a whole different team once you get Otani and Upton and Haney, and then obviously injuries are going to happen. JC
1: Ramirez coming back, Middleton. Keenan Middleton's coming back. The big oh. thing
2: is going to be not, you know, once everyone gets back healthy, again, Skaggs isn't considered a major injury. He's a missed one start. As long as you avoid those multi month type of yeah, injuries, yeah. and hopefully when Haney comes back, he avoids that rest of the year, um, and same thing with Otani. Uh, they can make a serious run. Because, again, there's not a lot of good teams in the AL. I mean, you look at each division, there's probably two teams, maybe three teams in each division that aren't great. So you can definitely make up ground on some teams.
1: Yeah. Next email question comes from Lauren Koch. She says, hi, guys. What's the deal with the Angels versus lefties? Wow. Wow. Have you looked at the numbers? Uh, keep up the great work. You got numbers. I
2: got numbers. Yeah. So lefties, not great. They're batting 160 against lefties this season. That is the lowest in major league baseball, which is weird to me because they are such a right-handed, heavy team. You would traditionally, you like that you know, righty versus lefty matchup, um, but they haven't been able to take advantage of it. And it's just weird that you can say what you want about they need to change their approach and they need to change this. Well, they have, they got all new coaches. Yeah. So how much more of them an approach they need to change when they, you change everything that you, you did last year? And, Cause this is more than just a one year deal.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's, it's a tough thing to kind of answer because as a former baseball player and a current vintage baseball player, uh, you take your at bats. You have to have an approach, and I can't, I can't sit here and tell you what each guy's approach is at the plate. Obviously, everyone has a different approach. You know, you're looking to hit the ball up the middle. I'm not, you know, if a lefty usually stays away, down and away from you. Mm-hmm. So. Try to make a pitch inside of you. Try to get, try to try to get your hands to. But that's just me being a coach, me being a former baseball player. These guys obviously are way better than I am. I, I Who care. are you? Yeah. Um, so they'll make the adjustments. Um, it's weird. It is weird that they've they've struggled since like 2015. There's the numbers are there. They've struggled against left-handers. I think it's just really just bad luck. Yeah. You know I, think, I mean, it can, you can't really pinpoint it. it's mean, just I mean.
2: so weird that the lefties are struggling so hard against lefties. Um. I. I you know. I don't know what else they do. I don't. Change your approach, but then again, like I said, they yeah. have a whole bunch of other. Yeah, um, they have a whole new staff, and so I don't know what more you can change. Um We are on Instagram says the Houston's batting over four hundred against lefties. Well, they're good. They're a really, well, really yeah, good. Yeah, look at team. that lineup. Yeah, they're yeah. a really good team. And so if you if you are going to compare yourself to the, if you are going to compare the Angels to the Houston throughout the year, you are going to be disappointed. Hey, nine uh, times out of ten,
1: Bregman, Correa, Altuve. Right. We have Trout.
2: And sometimes Cole. And
1: sometimes Calhoun and Simmons, but Simmons over – let's face it, that's basic guys. Simmons, Simmons an is an overachiever. A,
2: Simmons is offensively, yeah. Simmons, yeah. to me, it seems like he's trying too hard right now. He's oh, going, no he's doubt. He's swinging
1: for the fences, it seems time. like to me. He's, but he's shorting it up. He looked good today. Yeah. He looked good well, the other when day.
2: He, when he can put it in play consistently, that makes the pitchers kind of pitch them a little different. And they right. leave those – those mistakes up. Yeah. When they kind of see him free swinging, they can expand the strike zone and he strikes out or pops it up or, right. you know, rolls over on one when he's more selective and, and able to get a couple through the middle first and then look for that, you know, power swing, then it's there. But yeah. when he comes up with the attitude, like I got to just kill it. And again, it comes down swinging to, at high pitches. Yeah, and again, too, it comes down to coaches can tell him that all day, but, but it's he's it, a pro. He's a pro. There's only so much you can tell him that it yeah. comes down to the individual um, what he wants to do individually and he's, you know, not in a contract year yet, but if you would think if he's going to get an extension, um, now would be the time that you would have to produce some kind of right, numbers right. to to have that.
1: And I think you never know what what the numbers are going to be against the FTS when a guy like Otani and Upton come back. Those guys can drastically change. Well,
2: especially uh, Upton because he's going to be a righty. In yeah, that lineup. and but, I think I think Otani did uh, well against yeah, the FT's last year. Last year when they gave him opportunity. Yeah. So
1: um, last email from and then you guys can email us at all angels podcast at gmail.com. That's where Rob Lasting sent his email. He said, hello there, gentlemen. This So this Canning kid is making his way through the system very impressively. Any chance we see him sooner than later? I think possibly as a late September call-up. I saw a tweet somewhere uh, from I don't know who. I can't remember, but it's a verified account saying that <laughs> you could possibly see Canning as a guy that the Angels could use as a spot starter when needed. You know, maybe a guy like like in the situation right now where, where um, you know, um, Skaggs is going to miss a start. Maybe later in the year, when guys' arms are trying to rest, the guys' arms, they'll bring a guy in like Canning. Well, the, the, to yeah, have a the start. thing
2: with, with Canning is too is that he's not on the forty-man roster, which necessarily isn't a big deal because you can make a corresponding move, right? But I'm just Borges. not sure if oh. if they would want to start his clock so soon because you have to remember he came out of UCLA with a high inning total. Um, from college so much so that they shut him down the year he got drafted and I believe the year after they just completely shut him down you're not going to pitch so last year was his first year pitching professionally and yeah he rocketed through the system of AAA for like two stars AA a I think was um you know the majority of the season and then ultimately finishing a AAA for like two or three starts last year but um honestly I think if if they're smart about it, they kind of pace him out a little bit because again, he didn't pitch pro ball until last year. Um, And I think that's a big part of what they want to do, where they're not going to want to rush a kid who ultimately is going to be in your lineup uh, next year. And and definitely at least by 2020 or 2021. So um, there's no reason to rush him in now injuries pop up and they can you know depending on what kind of injuries yeah he can get in there or maybe they push a guy back maybe they kind of go a hybrid with pena and out of the starting rotation slash bullpen um you have kind of some long guys i guess like peters is kind of a long guy you put two of those long guys back to back and and that can kind of be a start so um yeah there's different options but hopefully by september you can get at least a little bit of a look but i wouldn't want to rush it unless injuries push you to to do so
1: Sweet. So that's all we got from our email account at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail.com if you for sure want to get your question read on the show. Do we have any questions on the yeah. on that site where you uh, – didn't you post something on Instagram today about sending your questions or no? Was that oh,
2: one? that was our story. If you guys have been following us on Instagram, I kind of got bored and put together oh, yeah, a, right. yeah, you're right. like a kind of a playoff bracket of logos. Um, and that's actually gone really well because we've gotten tons and tons of votes and <laughs> response from it. So. A lot, yeah. So I just asked for more ideas as far as what you want to put out, like in a bracket, a bracket angels bracket. So, um, you know, minor league logos, jerseys, um, players, players by position. So stuff like that. So definitely if you don't uh, follow us on Instagram, do that. Uh, again, halo underscore Haven on Instagram and halo underscore, um, Haven also on Twitter. Um, and just real quick too, before we, we take off, um, for people that don't know or, 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 you know, maybe you do, but we're now part of the, uh, all the armchair, all Americans. So again, go follow them on Twitter. They're at, uh, AC all Americans on Twitter. And then also, um, they have like a specific, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, sites and Twitter and all that stuff for, for different teams. So again, um, the armchair, I guess, branch of for the angels is at armchair angels. I should look this up before the <laughs> before the podcast, but I just totally. But that's on us. It. We're the right. armchair so, again, angels. We'll start posting when we start posting stuff. We'll tag them in it, so it'll be easy to go to the link, go to the tag, follow them, help them out. Again, we're, we're we are contributing to this site. They are helping us with sponsors and everything like that. So it's kind of a, a group effort when it comes down to it. So again, yeah, help us. Um And help us Help the guys That are helping us And that's the sponsors That's uh My Bookie and, a- and now SeatGeek With 20, 20 bucks off Your next your next purchase Yeah like they said Two beers Yeah so And uh, at
1: Angel Stadium You know There's concession stands If you guys don't know There are I think they're called The Grandstands I think they're called The Grandstands right. There's about four of them Or five of them Maybe six In the ballpark Where they sell beers Hot dogs And like peanuts And whatever You, you can get A $4.50 Bud Light There you go People don't know that I went with my buddy, and he's like, he went and bought like a nine dollar beer, a Bud Light, and I was just like, dude, look, we can go get two for that price over there, and you get more. Right. And he didn't believe me. Took him to the Grandstand. We got two Bud Lights. Secret, Bud Light secret for four uh,
2: hiding spot, if you will.
1: But no, yeah, it's Armchair All Americans, and you guys, like Daniel said, they're a like a website, a media network that they're they're um, they're uh, you know what's the word I'm looking for? They're they're uh, reaching out to all sports fans, like. Whether you're an Angels fan, I know they're trying to expand their baseball network. So there's like a, they just got a Reds. If Reds fans got a podcast out there called the New Bad Boys Podcast, it's now part of the Armchair Network. We're the Angels version of the Armchair Media Network. So we, like I said, you're a fan of NCAA football. They're big in college sports. Um, see if they have your team on there, and if not, hey, tell them, hey, we would like to see more Notre Dame football stuff on here. Uh, I want to see more USC football on here reach out maybe they can find something for you maybe they got something for you that that you might want to listen to
2: again so uh, big weekend coming up Angels have again like he said four against Seattle four against uh, New York Um, we'll be there me and my wife will be there for Friday Saturday and possibly Sunday Saturday is the 5k if you guys are there look for um, I'll be posting stuff so if we run into each other literally figuratively whatever um you know, check us out. Um, go to the ballpark, watch the game, dude. Everything's always better when you're at the game. So,
1: unfortunately, I won't be at Angels. And if you
2: see me dying after the during the five k someone please send help. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> gonna be me. Um,
1: I won't be at Anaheim. In Anaheim, I will be. Thanks to Daniel, I got his 66ers tickets. I'm picking up that LeBron James jersey, uh, 66ers LeBron jersey, James. LeBron James. Um, and then you guys are saying, why are you like, why do you guys have tickets? Well, we're not those guys that are trying to like come up on stuff. We actually. Buy tickets when we need, you know, when we promotions. have to, like promotions. Like We buy the tickets to get the bobbleheads, you know, stuff like that. So the if you guys are in an empire, I will be there on Saturday. Yeah,
2: so, so there you go. I'll be at uh, in Anaheim. He'll be in San Bernardino. So maybe uh, come say what's up. Exactly.
1: All right, guys. Well, unless you got anything else, man, I think that's going to wrap that it up for us. That is
2: going to wrap it up. Look for the next podcast next Wednesday because I'm going to watch a little movie on Thursday night. That, Nerd. Yeah, so if you don't know, too, uh, you know, you haven't been paying attention. But, yeah, next podcast Wednesday, week from today. So keep a lookout. Subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. Tell them to tell two friends, and let's let's grow this thing bigger and better.
1: Awesome. Yeah, again, you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns for the show, you can email us at allangelspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail.com. Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and Instagram. That's going to wrap it up. I am Johnny Maggs. I'm Dion Garcia. And you have listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast.